You are listening to the Choose Your Struggle Podcast, a member of the Shameless Podcast Network. I am so excited to tell you about my new CBD sponsor, Roadrunner. Y'all know I love my old CBD sponsor, and I switched for one main reason. This stuff works. I've been a runner my whole life, but unfortunately, I'm also super easily injured. One of my high school friends used to call me Mr. Glass. And back in 2015, when I ran my first half marathon, I got hurt, like really hurt. And since then, I haven't been able to run more than three or four miles without serious pain. That is until I tried Roadrunner CBD's Muscle Gel. In a few short months, I'm regularly running five and a half to six miles each outing, and I'm currently training for my next half marathon. I don't want to call it a miracle cure, but it's damn near close. So check it out at my personal Roadrunner link, which is roadrunnercbd.com slash ref slash CYS. Again, that's roadrunnercbd.com slash ref slash CYS, or at the link in my show notes or on my podcast website, and use the code CYS at checkout to get 10% off on all of their awesome products. Check it out today. Today on the Choose Your Struggle podcast, it's the incomparable Tiffany Grandpa first kid mental. If you build it, he will come. Things ain't always gonna go our way But you can always win when you choose your struggle And some battles will be yesterday But today is for a new beginning Choose your struggle And don't worry about what they say But you can always win when you choose your struggle And you can bounce back Just as Jay Come on and listen in to Choose your struggle Choose your struggles Choose your struggles Choose your struggles Hello and welcome to the Choose Your Struggle podcast. So great to be back with you. It's uh it's a, it's a turbulent time. No, it's 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 just a a very busy time for me. I am in the process of moving. So much like uh earlier last month, this week's and next week's episodes are sort of being uh well at least the in the intro and all that is being recorded together. So same Heads up that I gave you before, if something happens and I don't mention it on next week's episode, it's because it's being recorded, uh, the, the intro at least is being recorded a week in advance. Uh, when you hear me next, so in a couple of weeks, I will be in my new space in Philadelphia. So excited to meet those of you in that area. Please reach out. I would love to make your acquaintance. This week is a really fun episode because it took us a long time to get together. Tiffany Grant is awesome. She is someone I saw speak last summer virtually at a podcast festival, and I was so impressed with her. You hear us talk about this on the interview, but I was so impressed with her that I immediately reached out and was like, hey, we need to find a time to chat. I think you'd be great for my show. We couldn't make our schedules work for season one. And here we are in season two. We finally got this together. So very exciting. Definitely check out her work. She's doing some really incredible work around finances. That's her thing. Uh, If you've heard of her, she is the host of the podcast Money Talks with Tiff and is is very good. Uh, I love it. I listen all the time. And, And I think what I love about it is that it's a different take on um on some of the the topics around money than what I normally talk about like you heard Alex and I really get into this last week Tiffany has a similar but different view on money so 
you know, Tiffany talks a lot about how, you know, sort of sort of similar to the choose your struggle idea of if we're following the wrong ideas of success, we're not actually going to be happy. And, and, you know, for her, you'll hear her get into some specifics here about how she kind of cast off uh, traditional society's expectations of what you do with wealth. And we talk about the inequalities of wealth between communities of color and, and, and white communities, the stereotypes around this, the stigmas around it, that kind of thing. And, and you know, another similarity I think is really important between what we do is that both of us have this mantra that, like, making money isn't the first thing. And, and part of that is that we both share a lot of information, quote unquote, for free. And yet we work in industries where people are super protective of that and, and instead are like, nope, you have to pay me even for the most basic information and how people are caught off guard because we kind of do a lot for free. And and I got to say that does lead at times to some some adverse issues. You know, people will sort of get into this mindset of I should be giving them all this for free. Oh, you 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 know, you're doing this out of the kindness of your heart. And it's like, yeah, I am, but at the same time, you know, there is a line, right? And so we we talk about that a little bit, which was great. And the other thing that I love is that she also said the same thing I always say, which is that our goal is to work with clients so that they don't need us anymore, right? You know, no coach that like, I want you to work with me forever. Like, if that is something your coach is saying that you need to get out of there because, oh man, that's that's not a good scenario. We also talk a lot about stigma, which is wonderful. You know, that's that's my like favorite thing to talk about. That's like the name of my game. Couple heads up. If you if you can't hear it, I am just a mess this week uh, with allergies, and so since I'm recording a lot of stuff today, you're gonna hear that next week uh, too. If you're not even hearing it right now, wonderful. But you know that is a thing. I don't know what happened on our interview. The the I don't sound great. It, it my, there was something up with my mic. I actually kind of think that this was the last uh, interview with my old mic. We did this interview in February, but I was sitting on it for a while because Tiffany has a new book coming out and she wanted to postpone uh, when this was released to kind of coincide with that. So check out her book, go to her website, you know, search for Money Talk with T and and check that out. But I actually think that's why I sound so poor was that it was the old mic. Either way, she sounds wonderful. And as I always say, that's the most important thing. So yeah, I sound like shit, but she sounds great. So that's all I've got for this intro. Keep doing the giveaway. I've gotten some great responses from that. If you haven't entered yet, you've got another couple weeks. Again, follow me on the big six, which is Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and then message me on a social media platform and tell me that you've completed that. If you don't have one of the social media, say that, or if you don't have multiple, that's okay. Honestly, if you follow me on any social media and send me a message like, yo, here's this situation, I followed you on these two. I don't have the other ones. That's fine. You're en- you're entered, and the winner's gonna get a Roadrunner something up to you. So definitely reach out. Kyle and I have been talking about what we're gonna you know offer the winner. So you know we're excited about this. So definitely reach out and uh, enjoy this episode with just someone that I am so impressed with, and that is the incredible Tiffany Gray. Y'all know I love to read, and almost every episode of this podcast includes a recommendation to check out an awesome book. From Adi Jaffe's abstinence myth to Johan Ahari's Chasing the Scream, 
I'm constantly looking for new books to learn from and enjoy. That's why I'm super excited to partner with Bookshop. Bookshop is a wonderful website that helps you find all your favorite books and support your local neighborhood bookstore in the process. I've bought everything from textbooks to Star Wars novels on Bookshop, and I've supported my local store with each transaction. Best of all, my Bookshop link will allow you to see all the books I've mentioned on the show right in one spot. So check out Bookshop today using the link in my show notes or go to bookshop.org slash shop slash C-Y-S and you'll find all the awesome books you want and support the podcast in the process. Check it out today. Thanks for sharing the podcast with your friends. If you're listening on Apple, please rate and review or check out the review link in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. My whole mission is to get more people financially literate um, and spread financial education around the community. So I do that by um, my blog, my podcast, and I also speak and I have a consulting business. Um, So my sole purpose in life is to get more people financially educated. And that is what my platform is all about. I give you real, I give you to the point, easy to digest material. So that way you can ingest it and therefore teach someone else. (laughs) I love it. And, And for the listeners, you and I got connected after it was this last summer now nine months or six over six months ago uh at where you were speaking at a podcast conference virtually obviously and mm-hmm. i was like wow like th- you were so good that i immediately reached out to you and was like we have to find a way to connect you and i ended up having a virtual cup of coffee and then we we could not make the schedule work for season one here we are season two finally got the legend that is tiffany grant on the <laughs> podcast it, it, this was this was over six months in the making <laughs> Right. You're so kind. Um, (laughs) I I joke on my social media. I'm like, okay, I think I'm about 0.05% famous now. Um, (laughs) But yeah, true story. You know, Jay definitely jumped in the inbox and was like, yo, I need you. And I was like, yo, I'm there. Like, (laughs) um, so yeah, we've been going back and forth, but now we're making it work and it's happening. So I'm super excited to be here. So but we're going to spend the second half of the show is always about like your work, right? That's what we dedicate to. But the first half is about you. So let's start that with basically being like, who is Tiffany Grant? And how did you get to this point where you are living this this mission? Oh, man, who is Tiffany Grant? <laughs> um, <laughs> that is such a loaded question. So, you know, how I got to this um point in my life where I am right now and how I got to um, wanting to educate people about finances. I grew up in a household where everybody was horrible. Everybody was horrible with money. Um, And, you know, everybody was spenders. Nobody really saved. Um, Also, you know, my mom, she had a stack of credit cards. I've seen all of my immediate family go through foreclosures and bankruptcies and things like that. And I knew from a young age, like, this is not the life I want. Um, Like, this is horrible. Now, granted, as a kid, I got everything that I wanted because, like, you know, they were spenders. So, you know, I was very spoiled. But I saw what that could get you, you know, as far as 
you know, uh, the anxiety, the depression, the, um, you know, always having to worry about the next bill, the next paycheck, things like that. And so I was like, you know, I could go down that path or I can take a complete opposite approach. And so I started educating myself about money, um, watching Susie Orman every week, listening to Dave Ramsey every day, um, reading Money Magazine, Kiplinger Personal Finance. I had to look externally for that information so that way I don't make the same mistakes that my family did. And so that's kind of how I started on this journey. Um, and then another thing that was really a pivotal moment was when I was pregnant with my first son, um, because I was a teen mom, I got pregnant when I was 17, um, had him when I was 18. And so at that moment, you know, they always say, kids kind of put things into perspective, you know, so at that moment, I was like, dang, like I have a whole human being that's going to depend on me now. And so if I don't have my stuff together, um, there's no way that I can break the cycle. There's no way that I can teach my kids any different if I don't do any different. And so that really projected me on this um, mission to be debt-free by 30, which I turned 30 in a few weeks. So I don't think I'm gonna make it, but you heard it here first. But, um, <laughs> you know, just having goals like that, like stretch goals, um, it makes you work harder. And so I had paid off over $50,000 in debt um, in like a little over two years. And, you know, I was on track and then I got married. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Um, but, but that is how I got started on this journey and through it all, um, you know, I have a long history of anxiety and depression. I talk about it a lot on my platform because the whole reason things are stigmatized is because we don't talk about it. So money is one of them. Uh, mental health is another, you know, it's the same concept. And so, my whole thing is I want more people to be educated about both. And so that's why I use my platform and the people that listen to me, um, you know, I, I push both things. Um, I want people to talk about both more. Really beautifully. There's so much in there that I want to jump into. And I think <laughs> that the, the number one is the education piece, right? You and I had very different education experiences on money. And it's because for whatever reason in our society, all money education comes in the home, right? We go through, in my private school, I had five, six different levels of math and not one of them was finances, right? I mean, there was, there's a joke that I saw on Instagram not long ago that I, I repeat all the time. It was like, I'm so glad I learned about trapezoids instead of taxes and school because it's going to be super helpful this trapezoid season. You know, <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. And so then when you come from an environment like you were saying where everyone's bad with money, I come from the opposite where everyone is, is really good with money because we have means to have, you know, people to do our taxes for us and people to teach us how to invest wisely and save wisely it's no wonder that they're you know those things are gonna go in completely different directions right mm -hmm. absolutely and I, it's funny because I just had this conversation like a couple of hours ago with someone else and it's it, it amazes me I tell people I went from kindergarten to a master's degree never learned an inch 
of personal finance. I know all about corporate finance. You know, I can balance the corporate, you know, books or whatever, but nothing about personal finance. And it it, it is so important that it is taught in, um, you know, environments other than homes. Because, you know, like you just alluded to, if the parents aren't good with money or if whoever is taking care of the child is not good with money, and it's not that... Um, you know, sometimes it is uh, an education thing, right? Like, you know, people say, if you knew better, you do better. You know, I halfway believe that because I knew better for a while and I still did shit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, the more education you have, the better opportunity you have to set yourself up for success. So even at that point where I was doing horrible with money, I still had the knowledge in the back of my head and I knew what I needed to be doing. I just wasn't implementing. But there's people out there, majority of people out there that just don't have the knowledge, just don't have the information that they need to make the educated decisions. And so, um, you know, it's, it's very unfortunate that this is not taught, um, you know, whether it's elementary, middle, high, even college level um, is very unfortunate. And it's probably the reason why as Americans, you know, most of us are struggling. Most of us are struggling to get by. We have to finance everything. And it's because we don't have this education. Yeah, really beautifully put. And, and and so again, there's so many different directions we can go with this. But the first <laughs> one I want to point out is that you know one of the things we talk about a lot in this show is stigma. And you you address this a little bit that there's a lot of stigma around money. And I think what's so even more uh, harmful than than just the, that we don't talk about these things is that I honestly cannot think of one good stereotype about people of color and money and yet for white people there's not a single bad stereotype about white people with money you know what i'm saying so like there's so much about race wrapped up in this you know you could you could scroll through all of these horrible harmful stereotypes about people of color with money and then try to turn them on white people and people would laugh at you because they oh that's ridiculous it's just as ridiculous with black people but it's 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 accepted it's just oh yeah that's just how it is yeah and i'm i'm so glad you brought that up because it it oh it's so much to unpack with that mm -hmm. like society wise um and i just had this talk the other day too as a society um and uh as a country it was kind of set up in a way where it was discriminatory from the start right like we know that going back to slavery things like that but even as you go through time right um there's a whole book on it it's called uh, the color of law right and in that book he talks about how all these laws were set up against black people like fha they used to not give loans to black people um, just because they were black. Or if you were trying to get a loan in a community that was predominantly black, they wouldn't give you a loan. And so it kind of um, stigmatized blackness, <laughs> you know? And so that still perpetuates to this day, but you know, it, it's just, it's a sad situation and the stigmas attached and even in like black households, for instance, like I know in my household, kids stays in a kid's place. They're like, you don't need to know about money. You know, it doesn't concern you be a kid, you know, live your life, whatever. 
but we need to have those conversations. Those are conversations that need to be had. And that's why I do that with my kids. You know, I tell them what a checking account is, what a savings account is, what investing is, compound interest, you know, um, what happens when you save your money. Like anytime they ask me for something, I'm like, okay, do you have enough money for it? You know, <laughs> that type of thing. Um, and getting them used to those money conversations. So that way, when they get older, they can, you know, it won't be so stigmatized they'll be able to have these open conversations about money and not feel bad about it like you know when you when there's a stigma around something when you open your mouth about it you become it feels bad I get what you're saying and and you know it it, it fits very I mean yes it's what's so ridiculous is that you know, we have these around issues like mental health and substance misuse, which odds are one in two people are going to struggle with something like that, right? So it's, it's stupid, like we don't talk about this. And yet it's even stupider around money because everyone, 100%, you cannot live in this world unless you are you are you you have money in your pocket, right? And if you look at the, the, the biggest issues that are being debated, you know, on the floors of Congress and on social media, almost all of them in some way revolve around the issue of finances. And yet we're still not supposed to talk about these things. It's so dumb. Right. It's it's ridiculous, really, because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, everybody makes money, right? I don't care who you are, you have to make money to live and you have to spend money to live and you have to save money to live. Like you have to do all of these things on a regular basis anyway. So why aren't we learning about this? Why are we not learning about taxes? Tax season comes up every year. There's so many people oblivious and the crazy part is the more oblivious you are, the more people can take advantage of you, right? So that's why you see people charging like $500 to do your taxes and things like that. Like it's because, and, and now let me do a caveat there. I'm talking about basic taxes, you know, like when you have businesses and stuff, it's probably good to get a professional, but I'm just saying like, if you knew a little bit more about how things work, you could potentially do it yourself and save that money every year. And so, um, and that goes with taxes, that goes with buying cars, selling cars, all types of things. These people will take advantage of you. And I've actually had um, a car salesman be uh, transparent about that with me. I went to go sell my car and First of all, he was bamboozled, he, you know, he was mind blown because he's like, you're you're what are you selling this car for? It was a, it was brand new. It was like two years old. And I was like, look, I'm thinking long term. I was like, I'm paying four hundred dollars in a car month car note every month. I'm paying more insurance. I'm paying more for the registration. Like all of these costs are adding up when I can just get a six-year-old car and not have to pay you know I can get it paid off like that and not have to, or I could pay it up front and I don't have to pay the extra insurance I don't have to pay any of that and he was like wow he was like you know usually we don't get people that come in here um you know with that type of mind frame and with that type of mindset and he was like and honestly when people come in here and not knowing what they're talking about or, you know, giving us an inkling that they're oblivious to things, we take advantage. And I was just like, I sat back in my seat. I was like, wow, like <laughs> he really just said that. <laughs> um, but I say that to say, you know, 
America is built on capitalism, right? And part of capitalism is um, if somebody has knowledge on something, they want to withhold that knowledge because that's how they can make money, you know? Um, that's why we have patents. That's why we have, you know, things like that. And so when someone is just freely giving out information, like what with what I do, people in my industry, they're like, are you crazy? Like, <laughs> how are you making money? Like, it's always about money. And I feel like, you know, that type of mindset has to change. And especially in the, the, the uh, career that I'm in, in the, uh, you know, area that I'm in, unfortunately it has become just a money-making thing like you know financial advisors the financial industry and that's what turns people off and that's what makes people not even want to approach people like you know I joke you know the insurance salespeople, you know they'll get your name and number from somebody you're associated with and they will blow you up mm -hmm. until you buy the insurance or whatever and so even though they have really good information it's just how it's put out there and it just turns people off from the industry so you know um i went off on a tangent but no that, like <laughs> that was perfect because i it's it, it taps into a lot of what i talk about on this show which is that you know the our society that we live in tells us that success means you know a, a big paycheck a nice car that the job title right and and i always say at the end of your life nobody looks back and says i wish i'd spent more time at work i wish i had spent more time with bob from accounting right it that's that's not that's not what fulfillment in our lives looks like and and i'm with you on the the job front because this job that i do like I don't look, I mean, of course, I know what I'm making, what I'm spending, all that kind of stuff. But when I measure my own success, what I'm measuring is the people reaching out and telling me that they appreciate the show or they learned something. The people who, you know, the clients who come back to me six months later, like, yo, let me tell you about everything that's happened since we worked together. That's what success looks like. And there are people who just do not get that at the core of who they are. And, you know, I have had family members pull my wife aside and be like, is Jay still looking for a job? And she'll be like, he's been doing this for two years now. He's not job. Like, what do you think he does all day? You know what I mean? Because you're right about the capitalism piece. It is so ingrained in us at this point that some people literally cannot think outside of that box and cannot fathom a job, quote unquote, that is not a sort of clocking in, clocking out, putting this much money in your bank account. Like that to them is what working looks like. Man, Jay, look, <laughs> when I <laughs> was quitting corporate, right? You know, there were so many people that were worried about my financial situation. Like, you know, Tiffany, you have a house. How are you going to pay that? You have two kids. You're a single mom. Um, pretty much uh, projecting their doubts onto me, projecting their feelings onto me. And I was like, look, you know, I've been really good at managing my money thus far. And, you know, I've see that I'm at a place where I can do this. Um, I'm going to do it and I'm going to jump and I'm not going to allow the chatter to get in the back of my head and make me have doubts about what I have going on. And so, um, you know, back to what you were saying, it's so ingrained in us that 
you go to school, you go get a good job. And I'm doing air quotes. I know you can't see me. You go do a, you get a good job. You work up the corporate ladder, you retire. And then that's how life is supposed to be. And then in your retirement is when you start enjoying life. Right. So that's pretty much the timeline that society has set up for us um, to follow. And now while that's good for some people, it's not good for everyone. And so I had to learn that myself, you know, I was going through the steps I you know got my bachelor's degree my MBA I was um, you know working my way up the corporate ladder and everything and I was like Tiffany is this really what you want to do um, you know I was like I work all day doing my day job but then at night I'm working on money talk with Tiff like and I would stay up hours working on money talk with Tiff and still be energized and ready to do more. Meanwhile, all day long, I'm like, oh, I'm so tired sitting mm -hmm. at my desk, um, you know, that type of thing. And so I'm glad that I was able to realize early in life that, you know, this was not the route for me. I would enjoy being an entrepreneur and, you know, doing personal finance and things like that. And I realized that early enough, but there are people that go through life thinking that that's what they're supposed to do. And I'm doing air quotes again. That's what they're supposed to do and end up living miserable lives um, just to fit into society and see another thing going back to what we were talking about earlier. You made a good point. You know, a lot of people think that success looks like, you know, the nice house, the nice car, the nice clothes, and pretty much impressing people that really don't care if you, <laughs> you live in a shack or not. Um, but at the end of the day, my wake up call was when I used to work at a thrift store and I, I, I consider it an upscale thrift store because we had like, you know, name brands and things like that, but it was still a thrift store, it was still old clothes at its core, right? <laughs> so it was like somebody else's clothes brought in and then we resold it. Well, when I was working there, when I saw the doctors, the lawyers, the prominent people in the community coming in, buying clothes, buying knickknacks, whatever, it, it just clicked for me. I was like, oh, so this is where they come shop or this is, you know, what they're doing. This is how they keep their money. And see, prior to that, prior to me working there, I would have never, you would have never caught Tiffany in um, used clothes. You have would have never caught Tiffany shopping at a thrift store. But when I started working there and my eyes started opening up, I was like, uh-huh. So now you will never see Tiffany buying anything full price. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just goes to show that, um, you know, like for instance, there was a guy, he was prominent, he's prominent in the community and he would pull up in his moped. He would pull up in his moped. Mind you, he was a doctor and his family, you know, you know how you have the families where their names are everywhere. Um, so this particular family in, in my community, their names are everywhere. So he had old money and new money and he still drove a moped every day and he still shopped at a thrift store and things like that. So, you know, when I sold my car, you know, going back to the other story, people were like, are you crazy? Including the guy I was selling it to. Like, are you crazy? Like, you sure you want to get rid of this? I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Um, because I'm thinking about the financial impacts of it all. I would rather live 
like I do now, which means like I still live like I make $10 an hour. Um, and I would rather live like this and have some money in the bank than to adjust my lifestyle every time I got a raise. Super deep. Uh, I love that. I would say before we we shift into the work, because now we obviously have to talk about all this awesome work, give my listeners a chance to learn where they can find you, shout out all the stuff. Oh, yeah. So you can find me moneytalkwitht.com, um, Money Talk with Tiff, um, all podcast listening platforms, um, Money Talk with T on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, a little bit of Pinterest. Um, <laughs> but you can find me um, everywhere, YouTube. Uh, so just definitely check me out, moneytalkwitht.com. All the links are there and um, all the information is there. You just have to get it. <laughs> people will forget what you said people will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel that famous quote by the extraordinary Maya Angelou is exactly why I speak it's why I tell my story and mix education around the topics of mental health substance misuse and recovery and drug use and policy with motivation inspiration and purpose so when you're looking for your next keynote or breakout session speaker, reach out. Find me at my website, jshiftman.com, and I promise you, your employees, your group members, the students at your school, everybody will come away having learned something. And that's how we create change. Reach out today. Subscribe to my Patreon for behind-the-scenes looks at the podcast, sneak peeks, and bonus data. You'll also get a discount on Choose Your Struggle merch. Find it at patreon.com slash choose your struggle. Let's talk about your work because, you know, you, you like you and I very similar left corporate to do sort of follow our passion. Talk about what that looked like. You were already doing this on the side, similar to how I was. Talk about how you started this, you know, business and, and sort of how far it's come. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So with Money Talk with Tiff, um, it started very humble beginnings. Now I'm just kidding. <laughs> Acting <laughs> like I'm famous already. No, but um, <laughs> it started uh, a little over three years ago now. And really, my whole purpose in starting this brand, and it wasn't even a brand, of course, when I first started, but my whole purpose in starting this movement was because people kept reaching out to me about financial questions and stuff. And I was like, like, okay, I'm getting tired of these one-off conversations. Let me go ahead and create a blog where I can post everything and so more people can see it. Um, it started off as that and then also to chronicle my journey to be debt-free by 30. So I was like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, if I have accountability and that accountability for me was posting to the blog consistently, having an audience following, you know, all the ups and downs of this journey that I'm taking, I'm able to get more accomplished towards my goals because I have an audience looking at me. And so in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, if I don't make this goal, people are going to be like, well, darn, like, <laughs> It was all a lie. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I used it as accountability and also to teach people more about money and to show them that this is not all, you know, raindrops and 
uh, I mean, not raindrops, gumdrops and rainbows. <laughs> like this is a real journey. And, you know, I'm going to tell you when I made a misstep or a mistake or, you know, things like that. And so that's kind of how it started. And then from there, you know, people started reaching out like, hey, can I do, do you do one-on-one coaching or, hey, do you speak or, hey, do you have an email newsletter? So like all of these things were born out of people coming to me and saying, hey, we want more. Like when I first started this, I was like, I don't care if it's just going to be one person and I have like one faithful reader just reading every single blog post that I put out. At least that's one person whose trajectory I'm changing. That's one person who I'm able to affect their lives and therefore the lives of their kids or, you know, everybody around them. Um, And so that's how I started this. Um, It wasn't really to make money at all. I actually didn't even know how to make money doing this. Um, (laughs) When I first started, I was just like, I'm gonna put this information out there and I'm just gonna write. And so from there, um, it just took off and kind of got a mind of its own. And here we are. (laughs) So what, if you can think of this sort of off the top of your head, what would you say are like the most common questions or issues people are reaching out to you for? Oh, my gosh. So first and foremost, credit. Everybody wants to know credit, you know, how to build credit, how to fix credit. And I'm doing air quotes for the fix. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, everything around credit. Like I can do a speaking engagement and it can be something totally different. Like I did one um, a few days ago on negotiation, right? It still turned to a credit conversation. (laughs) Um, So I would say credit is definitely the number one topic that people want to hear about. And it's because, you know, like we said at the beginning, nobody talks about it. Nobody teaches you about it, but it plays such a huge part in your life. Like I've worked as a recruiter before and some companies make higher decisions based on credit. Um, You know, can't get a car unless you pay it with cash without credit. You can't get a house without credit. You can't, there's so many things that credit affects um, in your everyday life. So of course, you know, when people want to reach these goals, they're going to start wanting to build their credit and do things with credit. So that's number one. Number two, and this is a close second, is investing. Um, Everybody wants to know how to invest, what to invest in, blase, blase, blase. Um, (laughs) I always tell people, look, I give people the basic knowledge and information because, you know, any information I give, and let me just put this disclaimer out there. I say it every time. This is for educational and entertainment purposes only. This is not investment advice, but I give people the, uh, overview of like how the market works what makes up the market you know stocks bonds what all of that means because you know a lot of people throw these terms out there but it's like okay how does that even work in real life you know (laughs) like what is a stock okay and then I'll say you know a stock you're actually buying a piece of a company and so when you do that and then you start putting it in terms that people can kind of click then it starts making more sense so you know, when I speak about investing, you know, I'm not one of those people that are like, oh yeah, Bitcoin this, or, uh, you know, (laughs) let's do like currency investing, whatever. Actually, I don't really advise people to do that myself only because there's a lot of variables and things with that. But 
you know, I kind of teach people from a, a point of view of like a Warren Buffett, right? So his philosophy is long-term gain is key. Um, only invest in things that you completely understand. Look at business fundamentals and make investment decisions based on that. Invest in mutual funds, index funds, you know, things where you can get immediate um, diversification. Uh, so those are the kinds of principles that I kind of teach people about. But you would be so probably not surprised, but there's so many people that just want quick money. Like when that whole GameStop thing mm -hmm. happened. I was trying to do like a whole crusade on Facebook. I'm like, guys, please be careful. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, you know, you want to stick it to the man. Uh, you know, Reddit is leading you and showing you the way or whatever. But I'm like, at the end of the day, Reddit is a social media platform. It's not a place where you should get, you know, your education about financial things like this and so I was telling people you know yeah it's doing good right now but they're pretty much pumping and dumping it and so at the end of the day a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money and the people that's going to lose a lot of money are the people that are not fully educated on what's going on you know if you're just following a trend and you're like oh well they're saying you know invest in GameStop oh GameStop is going high you know I want to jump in I'm gonna be real with you when things are already on the increase, it's already too late. You know, when you invest, you want to invest in things that before it starts booming, you know, um, because once it starts booming and then you try to hop in, what you're going to end up doing is buying high and selling low, because once it starts dropping, you're going to want to try to get out. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of um, what I was trying to warn people about. Some people took the advice. Some people were like, eh, you're just a hater. I'm just <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just like, look, I'm just trying to give you some education. Take it as you please. Have fun. Be careful. So uh, first off, I definitely have to add you on Facebook. I want to I want to follow this. <laughs> so, you know, I always ask this question specifically if people like you and me who, who do coaching, if someone is listening to this and they're like, oh, my God, like she's you know speaking to me. What does working with Tiffany look like? Like, what is your actual, you know, coaching or whatever? What what does that look like to a person who wants to hire you? Ah, all right. So I will tell you up front right now that I am the same way on and off the mic. <laughs> um, so when you work with me, I'm very like energetic, laid back, um, you know, fun. You know, I like to make people laugh and things like that and, you know, make people comfortable. I do have two sides of my business. So I do financial coaching and then I also do business coaching. So depending on what side you're interested in, you know, it might look a little different, but at the core, core of what I do is education. So I'm not the type of person where I'm like, well, you need me and I want to keep you around forever. Really, my goal is that you don't need me. <laughs> like I want it to make it to a point where I teach you so much information that you were like, okay, Tiffany, you know what? I don't need you anymore. And I can go do this on my own and I can bring somebody else along. You know, I can teach somebody else. That's my goal. And so it's not really about the money for me. Um, so like, for instance, with my um, financial coaching side, it's on a sliding scale. 
like I run it like a nonprofit because for me, it's about the education. It's about getting people more financially in tuned with what they have going on versus trying to make a quick buck. Like, and you know, that's what's different about me and the entire industry at a whole. Cause when I talk to other people in the industry, they're like, are you crazy? Like, <laughs> you know, all the information that you give, you can charge way more for that. And I'm like, yeah, I could, or I can make it affordable for people. So that way they don't feel like they're X'd out of the conversation, you know, cause that's what I'm trying to not happen. <laughs> um, so that's how I run the uh, personal finance side. We talk about, um, you know, your emotions as, as it relates to uh, financial um, issues and uh, business issues. You know, we talk about uh, patterns. We talk about um, strategies. We talk about all types of things. But at the core of everything is your mental, is your emotions. It's... Um, you know, what you've seen when you were, you know, growing up and things like that. And so that's what's at the core. So education and then getting to the emotional and um, mental side of things, because I feel like once you master those two things, the sky's the limit. Like you no longer have those limiting beliefs that you once had, you know, for in, let me give you an, a quick example and then we can move on. Um, you know, when I was in corporate, right? Um, it's like, you believe that you are only um, supposed to do this one thing and you're supposed to do this one thing really, really well, but at the end of the day, you can't really see what else is out there because you're so stuck in the day-to-day -day of what you have going on. And so that was one thing that I was like, I was grateful for COVID about, um, <laughs> grateful for COVID because it got people out of their comfort zones. Like people had to completely get out of their comfort zones and I always have the saying necessity breeds innovation. So when you saw people like out of their day-to-day -day job comfort zone, you know, maybe the job got shut down for a week, a couple of weeks, whatever, you know, they were like, okay, what can I do to make money? And then all of a sudden you see all of these creative ideas. Like I've saw so much creativity come from COVID like, <laughs> and it just amazed me, but it takes you to get uncomfortable to realize what your true potential is and to realize what is really available to you. And so, you know, I, and that's why now I'm not afraid to shake things up. Like, you know, <laughs> I've quit corporate twice by now. Um, I'm not afraid to shake things up because I know that once I get uncomfortable in something, it's more of a learning opportunity for me, whether it goes good or goes bad. It's a learning opportunity. Well, you're doing such awesome work and, and yeah, our missions align a lot, you know, me with mental health and substance misuse and you with money. And I really appreciate you taking the time to, to do this before we get into the final couple of questions. I always ask, please, one more time, shout out where people can find you, where they can follow you online, all that stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you can find me moneytalkwitht.com. You'll find all the links to everything there. Um, you'll find my blog, you'll find the podcast, you'll find um, 
things that I've done, you know, around the community, whatever, um, you'll find information for the financial coaching, the business coaching, whatever your heart desires. It is on moneytalkwitht.com. Um, but you can find me on social media as well, uh, Money Talk with T, and that's everywhere. And then also I have a podcast. It's um, the Money Talk with Tiff podcast on all major platforms. Awesome. So I finished this podcast with the same two questions every time. The first of which is not just during COVID, but especially over the last year, what are your self-care habits that work for you? Well, if you would have asked me this, um, <laughs> at the beginning of COVID, um, I would have had a lot, um, but no, I'm just kidding. But um, I will say for me personally, I love reading. Um, I love getting into a good book and just letting everything happen around me and just, you know, getting lost in that book. I do read a lot of um, nonfiction. So, you know, a lot of self-help, a lot of money stuff and things like that. Um, also, I would say I enjoy making soap. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. So um, that's one thing that I really enjoy. And it's kind of like a getaway for me. So um, that's another business that I have, which didn't really start as a business. It was a hobby. And then um, as I was making soap for my family, uh, we had extras. So I was like, hey, I got some extras. And that's kind of how I run that business. So it's not like a consistent like <laughs> inventory of soap. It's just like whenever we need some, I make some. It's relaxing for me. And then I just sell the extras. Um, but yeah, I make it like grandma probably used to make, you know, with the lye and the oil and, you know, going through the whole process. Um, and it takes like six weeks to cure. Um, so as far as self-care is concerned, I enjoy doing stuff that I love. And, you know, you know, some people are like, oh, I got to get massages every month and things like that. Those are nice. But for me, it's more of, you know, getting lost in something, something that doesn't take as much mental energy as what I do on a day to day basis does. Um, and so that's what self care is for me. Well, I can definitely say now in almost 70 episodes, uh, actually, by the time this comes out, 70 episodes, you are the first person ever to say making soap is their <laughs> self-care. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, all right. So last one that I always ask is we've now spent the last almost hour listening to why you're incredible. We should all be following you. We shall be working with you. But who are some people that you follow that you've, you know, read, listen, watch, whatever that we should go check out? Ooh, that's a good one. There's so many. Um, <laughs> so as I alluded to before, you know, I, when I was younger, I used to always watch Susie Orman. Love her. I call myself the Black Susie Orman. Um, <laughs> uh, Dave Ramsey, he's a good listen to. There's some things you kind of have to tune out with him, but, uh, you know, majority of his stuff is sound. Um, I will say, like I said, I love books. So if you check out uh, The Color of Money, it's a great read for anybody. Um, also, Millionaire Next Door. And I wish I had these authors pulled up, but uh, <laughs> Millionaire Next Door is also a good one um, because it, it shows you that, you know, back to what we were saying, you don't have to have all this extravagant stuff um, in order to, you know, 
have money. Um, <laughs> and then um, as far as like other personal finance influencers that I enjoy, um, I have a few friends in the industry, so I'll give them shout outs because I love their stuff, obviously. Um, <laughs> so uh, Danielle Desir, she does um, like travel hacking stuff and she's really great at that. And I have used a lot of her tips. She's awesome. Um, Eugene George, another lady in the industry, she does a lot around your um, generational stuff, you know, generational stuff as it comes, you know, as it um, involves money. So she looks at like traumas, uh, ancestral trauma, and how it relates to money. And so that's really interesting um, research and stuff that she's done. Um, let's see, who else? Hmm. I think that gives you enough homework. No. <laughs> Tiffany, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for being such a wealth of knowledge. Uh, listeners, definitely go follow her. I'm going to, I already follow you in half those places. I'm going to go fill out the rest of them right after this. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Jay. It has been a pleasure. And I'm so glad that we can finally make this happen. <laughs> and, um, you know, hopefully your listeners are able to take away all these gems that I just dropped. And, you know, you know, I call myself the gym fairy. I'm just dropping gems everywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, just please, please, please educate yourself. That's all I ask. Whatever it is that you do, make sure you're fully educated in it and go forth and, and conquer. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that it's not the only thing I do. Choose Your Struggle is an entire brand. I speak, I coach and consult. I have rock bottom storytellers. There's a lot going on. And sometimes I get to a project and I go, man, I just, I can't do all of this myself. So I turn to Fiverr. It's so easy to find incredible professionals who can help me out. I've hired people to help with marketing, help with SEO, help with my website, so much great stuff all on Fiverr. I even found Kid Mental, who did the incredible theme song on Fiverr. So if you have a project that you need some help on, go check out Fiverr. You use the link in the show notes or my podcast website, and you'll help the podcast in the process. Check them out today. Find me on social media. Check the link in the show notes or search for me, Jay Schiffman, on YouTube and LinkedIn, and choose your struggle on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, we've come to the end of another episode of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Tiffany. I know I did. Money Talks with T. Money Talks with Tiff, one of my favorite podcasts, and she's doing awesome work. I've learned a lot. And as we talk about in this, you know, if sorry, that's me opening the cards. Uh, if if you were like me and you grew up having these conversations around the dinner table, that's wonderful. But that's not the reality for a lot of people. And people like Tiffany, who who are doing this work specifically to help people close that gap, like it's something that I say about my own work. But it shouldn't have to exist, but it does. So so it's very needed and and appreciated. And she is incredible. So in her honor, because you really have to believe in yourself to do what she is doing. I, I, I am so in awe of that. And, and, you know, to go off on your own, to leave corporate, I, I know how that feels. I did that too. 
I am a white male of privilege who, who is doing something that is very new and is very hard for people to understand, but I still am a white male of privilege. She is a black woman trying to make a name in finance, and that is just, I, like, I'm so, I'm so in awe of her for doing that. So you really have to believe in yourself. So we're going to use the Believe in Yourself card pack in honor of her, as always brought to you by Blurt. Here is your card. Don't compare where you are with heavily filtered snapshots of a single moment in time that you see on social media. They're never the full picture. That is a great, great uh, card, great quote. You know, that's something that I, I think about a lot, actually, because when I post on social media, I try to occasionally throw something that's like, hey, here's a very real situation, a very not happy, fuzzy thing. And that can be scary because we only really see the the happy or like the really sad, right? I mean, there's there's a lot of people who uh, use social media for politics and stuff like that, and that's never happy. It just isn't. It's just never happy. But you know, actual real vulnerability is very different, and we don't see that a lot. And so I do post that from time to time. You know, again, enter the the giveaway, follow me. You know, I post a lot of that stuff on LinkedIn and um, Instagram. Twitter is mostly for ranting, but uh, and education about this podcast. But definitely follow me and and you know tell me like show me your stuff. I would love to see the 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 brutally vulnerable, the very honest post that you do. So your good egg today is is going to be twofold. Enter the enter the giveaway. There's no downside unless you think following me on social media is a downside, and then I don't know why you're listening to the show. Uh, so that's number one. But number two is going to be like building off of that, right? So take a moment, and it doesn't have to be some brutally honest, incredibly vulnerable like post about your deepest, darkest feelings. It can just be something that isn't perfect. You know, social media is so often, here is this amazing thing. And and even posting something that's just normal, it can be very uh, scary at times, can be very vulnerable. So do that. Take Take a moment this week post something that's vulnerable, and that is your good aim. But above all else, as always, be vulnerable, show your empathy, spread your love, and choose your struggle. If you listen to the podcast, and of course you do because you're hearing this right now, you know that I always ask my guests what their preferred method of self-care is. Well, here's my answer, a good cup of coffee. This year has truly made me appreciate the little things that make my life better, and a good cup of coffee goes a long way. That's why I switched to Four Sigmatic and I haven't gone back. They use mushrooms in their beans, and it gives me a kick in the morning that I didn't know I needed before, and now I miss if I have anything other than Four Sigmatic. Once you give them a try, trust me, you're not gonna wanna go back. So go check out the link in my show notes or on my podcast website, and use the code choose your struggle all one word at checkout to get 10% off check out four sigmatic today